Hello and welcome to this week in Dice Masters. Episode number one. We're going to call it Dice Bag number one. That's what we're going to do. Everybody else calls their podcast episodes. We're going to call them Dice Bags. How about that? Or Dice Sack, even. I don't know. I'll make up my mind when we load it up. Anyway, welcome to this week in Dice Masters. My name is Dave. You guys might know me from other stuff around the D20 radio network, especially like the Order 66 podcast and guest appearances here and there and elsewhere. Did a couple of shows with DFW Dice Masters and, well, let's just say that I've been inspired to do my own show and we'll have some guests on here and there and elsewhere. But... For now, it's a one-man gang, and we're going to talk Dice Masters and all that that entails right here with you on a weekly basis. It will not be a long show, but I promise it will be chock-full of information because, well, quite frankly, a lot of us are starving for information when it comes to Dice Masters. Not as much as others are starving for product, for example, but... There's a lot of stuff, and so we'll get to some of the news of the day. We're going to assume you guys know the basics about Avengers versus X-Men, the first incarnation of Dice Masters. But what we'll do is we'll get into the rules update of the last week and hit our news segment. It's time for Dice Masters news from around the world. Ah, yes, Dice Masters news from around the world. The big news coming down last week was the rules update that came out and associated FAQ update came out on the 22nd of September and basically is a rules update to the way the used pile works. Okay, great. They couldn't put it in the rules because, of course, card effects override the rules, so they're going to clarify how the used pile should have worked all along, apparently. Yeah, because we were all stupid. We didn't know exactly what we were doing. And, you know, we need a clarification because Gobby Rally turned out to be way more powerful than they thought. Yeah, thank you, Cletus. Appreciate that. And so here it is. Basically, the used pile, when you use up the dice, they will return to your bag later. That's what it says. Any dice from your field or reserve pool that are are in transit to the used pile until the end of your own turn. So, they've created a transit zone. It's not on your game mat. But, then again, the KO isn't on your game uh, on your game mat either. So, if you have the official game mat. Now, of course, I made my own. I have a KO zone. 
it means that I'll probably have to remake my own with a transition zone. And that's fine. You know, I don't care. It, it makes it, it makes it better. Does this rule change really work? That remains to be seen. It, it, it does insofar as it kind of takes away the whole idea of, well, I'm going to just buy my gobbies and my rally dice and that's it. And I'm going to keep cycling them through because I can, well, I can spend my three sidekicks to buy another rally die. And then I can play my rally die to pull them right back into the field. Of course, you run out of dice doing it that way. But, you know, you, you get the drill, right? So that's what this change basically means. The transit, the transit zone means you cannot put the sidekicks into the field on the same turn that you use them to purchase other stuff. When you buy dice, those dice that you buy automatically go to the use pile. That that hasn't changed. When you use globals on other people's turns, that hasn't changed either. If it's not your turn, it goes straight to the use pile, which is great. So let's take, for example, a couple of global abilities. Let's say you can do Silver Surfer. Pay a shield and draw a die and put it in your prep area. Okay, great. Wonderful. You can only do that once during your turn, which I've done that wrong, by the way. I've done that twice during my turn once before, but, you know, hey. But it says during your turn. You can't use it during someone else's turn. So you're going to use that and do Silver Surfer Skyriders global ability. That's fine. That still works. Take two damage, move it into uh, the prep area. Rally, of course, you guys know, move two sidekicks, or three if you have the double burst, from your use pile to the field. Well, of course, the use pile no longer includes the transition zone, so that how that is how that is altered. Basically, it just gives you an extra turn before you can ramp Gobby like he did before. So, it's going to slow it down a little bit, but it's not going to change it, right? So, let's take a look at the Uncanny X-Men, the Professor Xavier Trainer's global ability and this is something that's going to be a game changer in my opinion because this one reads pay a mask and move up to two sidekick dice from your used pile to your prep area yes if you haven't seen it it's going to be huge one mask gets you two sidekicks yeah i like that stuff right there so this also will be basically if i were you you know, you move those dice to the transition zone. You don't necessarily fire off the global right then. You can fire the global after your turn, meaning on the other guy's turn. It's still a global. So that's fine. You know what? That's fine. No big deal. You can do it twice even. If you have a couple of if you have a couple of sidekicks sitting there and then you use a question mark or a, a mask to trigger this, pull two sidekicks out, and then on the opponent's turn... And you're sitting there, you know, you're sitting there with your masks, which everybody holds, of course. You hold the mask because of distraction. And you use it again and bring two more out into your prep area. Now, of course, you have to roll them. So it's not quite as powerful as Rally, but it still works. So let's take a look at Juggernaut. This is all available, of course, on the uh, Dice Masters rules update, which is on DiceMasters.com. And we'll link to it on our blog. By the way, we're going to have a blog. I didn't say that off the top of the show. But uh, you can see TWID this week in Dice Masters. TWID.D20Radio 
com. That's where you'll find us and all the stuff that we're going to mention on the show. So, Juggernaut, Kane Marco, says, When you take damage, you move any or all of your sidekicks to your used pile. Prevent up to three per damage per sidekick moved. So, that's kind of cool that you know, if somebody attacks and you want to save Juggernaut, then you can take damage with Mr. Monsieur Juggernaut and move sidekicks to the used pile. And let's say, you know, he's going to take six damage from something, you know? Those move, move two sidekicks out of play. And it goes to the used pile at the end of the turn. So if you attack with Juggernaut and he gets blocked and you want to use the sidekick, that ability to stop the damage, that's going to go to the transition zone. If you block with him while you're being attacked on someone else's turn, then they'll go straight to the use pile. Is that okay? Great. Wonderful. Okay. That's perfect. And um, that's it. Really. So what about Storm Windrider? Yeah, that's the very last thing. Um, so... You know, makes you re-roll two dice, and if it comes up energy, you have to take them out and put them in the use pile. Well, it's not your turn if someone else is making you re-roll dice. Speaking of which, when somebody re-rolls, or somebody is forcing you to re-roll your dice, do you allow them to touch your dice? I was taken aback by this during the during the WizKids Open, where one of the guys, the only guy I lost to, as a matter of fact, who exhibited uh, a fair uh, a couple of symptoms of douchebaggery, reached over and grabbed my dice to re-roll them for me. And I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Those are my dice, and I will re-roll them if you will tell me which ones to re-roll. I wasn't very nice about it. In fact, I wound up screaming at him later because he, um, in the other instance of douchebaggery, uh, intended to try and re-roll Gobby using... Um, a global ability, you know, re-roll, re-roll villains, uh, from Magneto and wanted to do that when Gobby was rolled before it was fielded. Right. Right. Okay. Because the rules said he could. Of course, he didn't realize, right? The rules have been clarified to allow the passing of priority at the active player's discretion. So I get to do all my stuff before you get to move, by the way. So in case this spares any other judge, and the judge came over and said, well, yeah, I think he can do that. I, I, I believe, you know, the global can be used anytime he wants to use the global. And that's when I, that's when I freaking lost it. I'm like, dude, if you're a judge, you need to know the rules. Anyway, I finished fifth in the with kids open. I lost to this guy. He was, uh, top four he finished fourth but uh you know our, our, i finished maybe i finished sixth i don't know I remember, I remember i went back and looked at the thing but anyway it is what it is i lost i had a roll to win but i couldn't roll up serena on a zero cost side i had to have her on a zero cost side otherwise i couldn't afford to field her if i had fielded her i would have put him out of the game but you know it is what it is and that's why this game is great because sometimes you get the rolls sometimes you don't Sometimes you get characters, sometimes you don't, and when you don't, you just flat die. So, okay, let's take a look at the fact. You guys are familiar with the FAQ, and this hasn't really changed all that much. You know, you've got the when-fielded effects, you've got the, you know, when-attacking or well-active effects. You know, all this stuff has been 
has been clarified over time. Uh, you know, dice capture and reroll and all that jazz. So they added a couple of things at the bottom, uh, specifically with Storm, the new Storm, and one of the new basic action dice. Storm Weather Witches, global ability, and how it interacts with Imprisoned. So, <clears throat> for those of you that don't have Uncanny X-Men yet, Storm Weather Witch has, basically, she takes no damage from action dice, but she has a global where you pay a mask to change the target of an action die that targets a character die to the target to the character of your choice. So, you know, you want to use an action die and do something to somebody. Well, I'm going to say, no, you don't. And I'm going to redirect it to another character. Imprisoned says, the die captures any number of opposing characters with a total fielding cost of two. Effect lasts until canceled or your, or you damage your opponent. And then you return the captured die to the field. So the question is, how does this effect mesh with imprisoned? How does, how does the imprisoned effect go with the storm? And, um, the short answer is basically it doesn't because imprisoned doesn't use target, right? Target implies a set number of targets, not a grouping that meets a requirement. So imprisoned uses just a little bit of a different verbiage, right? Any number, it captures any number of opposing characters with a total fielding cost of two. Total fielding cost of two. So all your Serenas out there that have a cost of zero. <laughs> yeah. That's something, you know? That really is something, especially for all you shield-building type guys that just want to go defense, 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 defense until you get Web Slinger out and then just blow everybody up. So that one's interesting in and of itself. And the last thing I wanted to go over was teamwork. They changed teamwork. Again... So, teamwork. Originally, each of your fielded characters gets plus one attack, plus one defense for every other of your fielded characters that shares a team affiliation with it. That seems pretty straightforward to me. Every different character gets plus one and plus one if it shares the affiliate. All your different Avengers characters, characters, get plus one, plus, plus one. So, then they come out and say, well, no, it actually, it actually is the number of dice that it affects. So, gleefully erupting in joy, everyone who's running a Serena Rush deck says, Oh my goodness, I'm going to have four Serenas and they're all going to attack now for six? Wow, I'm happy. And of course, WizKids has to go back and say, Oh my gosh, I think we, uh, I think we, we miscalculated this one a little bit. I think, I, th I think we may have made Serena a little bit too powerful. Yeah, 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 because it's only a two cost and they can put four dice out there really fast. Mm-hmm, you think. So it's back to the way it probably should have been, where if you have Iron Man and Serena and Hulk and Thor, then each one of them would get plus three, plus three, because you have, no matter how many dice you have, because you have four Avengers fielded, so everybody gets plus one, plus one for every other character in play that shares the same affiliation. If we ever get some cheap 
villains. This would work for the villains too. And AV, uh, AVX, Ultimate, Uncanny X Men has some cheaper villains. So you guys take a look at that, and it brings it brings the the cheaper villain squad into full possibility. And I am a little bit happy about that because I really wanted to make a villain squad just to say that I did it. So, yeah. All right, let's take a look at, uh, well, what's going to be the mailbag, but we're just going to call it the signal. And since this obviously is the first show and we don't have any mail, we're just going to, we're going to steal some stuff that other people have posted. So we'll get to that, well, right now. Dice Masters, the signal, it cannot be stopped. Yeah, listen to the signal. Can't stop the signal, especially as it relates to Dime Master. So, I mentioned a Whiskey's Open. This was in Texas. This was about two weeks ago. And I was uh, happy to make the top eight. I um, I felt like I should have made the top four because I just had some bad die rolls. I just got some unlucky die rolls in the in the in that top eight matchup, and I got beaten by the guy that beat me. Yes, indeed. So let's take a look at some of these teams. For the most part, rally was everywhere. Distraction was everywhere. Although they don't have they don't have the basic action dice for number two and number four. Uh, and I quite frankly don't remember. He did not have rally distraction. He had rally something else, but I don't remember him ever using it. Um, and so. Rob Hunshacker takes home the win from the WizKids Open in Texas, and his team uh, reads like a laundry list of what everybody's using right now in the meta, right? Beast, Mutate, 666, Gobby, Mr. Fantastic, Brilliant Scientist, Johnny Storm, hello, Johnny, Webslinger, that's Spider-Man, of course, Windrider, Silver Surfer Sentinel, and Phoenix. That gives him a good smattering of... Globals, where Phoenix and Mr. Fantastic will force attacks. Storm will force rerolls. The only thing I would have changed from this is I would have gone, basically because he was seeing so much Serena, I would have gone genetic experiment. However, he won. So, <laughs> you know, seriously. The guy who came in second had genetic, um, genetic expert or genetic experiment. I honestly don't remember. Which one it is. It, I, I thought it was genetic experiment, but it's genetic expert as I read the card. Genetic expert. So, yeah, and he had Angel soaring, which was interesting to me because, you know, that's, that's basically, basically allows you to attack when you've used an action this turn and Angel can't be blocked, which is okay because, you know, Angel stats are are fairly good for a two drop. You know, he's attacking for two. He's defending with three or four. You know, it's it's not terrible, really, you know. He he can attack with three, you know, on his on his uh on his level two and level three side, so it's okay. I, I you know of course Phoenix has the bolt to make somebody attack. Uh Silver Surfer has the um, the shield to pull an extra die out and and um, and then his other guy was um, the other guy, Mr. Fantastic. He uses a mask to 
make the other guy attack. So the only real difference between the two was that we did not see Storm with a second place guy. Instead, we saw Magneto with the re-roll of the villain dice, right? And you know what? They've got this wrong because I know Stephen Wilcox. When I played Stephen Wilcox, the number four finisher, he had Magneto. I don't remember him having Loki. So it's entirely possible this guy had Loki and not Magneto, and they switched the, the guy's teams. But um, in any event, he had Serena, Gobby, Captain America, Star Spangled Avenger, and uh, Phoenix, and um, Silver Surfer. Then we get to number three, who also had Mutate 666, Gobby, Mr. Fantastic, Captain America, this time natural leader which is a little bit different because Captain America um, this particular incarnation of Captain America your sidekicks get plus one plus one which is pretty powerful in its own right especially when you combine him with Web Slinger which he had so Web Slinger and then Storm and then Phoenix and then finally number four wraps up with Genetic Expert which killed me because I kept I kept you know, I came out with Serena pretty quick, and he countered with Genetic Expert pretty quick. And then I couldn't get Johnny Storm out. And I I had Hulk, but I couldn't field him. And so this this whole dance around those damn genetic genetic experts just, you know, it killed me. Yeah, so it's one of those things. And he never fielded his Hulk, but, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. So those are your top four. From the WizKids Open in Texas. So let's turn our sights to Oregon and see if we saw anything different. So Oregon was held, was it last weekend? September 25th, somewhere around in there. And so the third and fourth place guys both used distraction. Uh, one used rally, one used force beam. But we see the same basic guys. In fact, the third place guy used exactly the team that I used when I was in Austin. Mutate 666, Serena, Gobby, Johnny Storm, Windrider, Reed Richards' rival, Star Spangled Avenger, and Hulk. That was my exact team. He finished third. The guy that finished fourth, a little bit different. He had Venom, Angelo Fortado, Mr. Fantastic, Beast, Mutate, uh, Gobby, Johnny Storm, Reed Richards, Rival, Skyrider, Silver Surfer, Skyrider, and uh, Serena. So a little bit of, a little bit different, but, uh, you know, we'll, as we take a look into the first and second place guys, uh, guess what? <laughs> Not a lot of change. Second place guy used different basic actions though he had gearing up in power bolt which i kind of like gearing up and the uh, the guy that won wound up with rally and distractions you know queue up and retool if you have heard this before second place guy was serena beast genetic expert gobby storm african princess a little bit different johnny storm nova quasar again a little bit different loki gem keeper and hulk green goliath Personally, with my build, if somebody pulls out Gem Keeper and says you can't you can't field Serena, <laughs> who the hell cares? I've got a lot of other weapons, you know. 
So, especially with Gabi and Johnny Storm and all that jazz. So he finished second. And Sean Eli, who won the whole thing, was your classic rally distraction. Gabi, Johnny Storm, Mr. Fantastic, Phoenix, Silver Surfer Sentinel, Storm Wind Rider, Serena, and Beast Mutate 666. So it sounds to me like this guy just looked at, oh, let's see who won the WizKids Open down in Texas and says, I'm going to make that team. Great. Wonderful. Cheers for originality. But you won, and guess what? You get to give the middle finger to the rest of us. So, okay. Great. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, it. It is what it is. Anyway, congratulations to you. I, I'm just busting your balls. Because you got to get the die rolls, you got to play the strategy. It's not just brainless activity out there, you know, of going over these cards and saying, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing every single time. You have to be able to react to your opponent and, and do different things. So, you know, it, 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 it is, it is good. Das, das is, das is good. You know, that's, that's just the way it is. But, uh, Anyway, you guys check out on Facebook, there's a Marvel Dice Masters page. There is a DFW Dice Masters page for those of you that are in the DFW area. And we have a couple of things that I want to get to before we wrap up the show. And this will be, oh, we're going to just say where we give some uh, give some props to people running events around places and things. And, you know, yeah. Dice Masters Events Dice Masters Events uh, I wish I had that guy's voice, that'd be awesome But I don't, you know, so it happens Alright, so if you take a quick gander at the uh, Marvel Dice Masters, right now it's all popping into uh, Avengers vs. X-Men on Board Game Geek. There are a bunch of forums up, by the way, and that's where I'm pulling a lot of this information for organized play. And we are looking at the, uh, there's a WizKids Open event coming up in Wilmington, North Carolina. On October the 18th. Of course, this weekend is Chicago. I'm not going to be at Chicago, even though I was supposed to be. Oh, that's too bad, really. But they also have uh, OP events on the first and third Thursdays, I think, in North Carolina Spandex City. So you guys take a look there. There is a... uh, Actually, it was yesterday. I missed it. Ah, that's too bad. For those of you in the UK, I don't know if that's Lowborough or Lowerborough or something. It's in the UK. Anyway, you guys at the House of Heroes, they have uh, Dice Masters at uh, on Mondays. So they, they just did their month three OP, and uh, there's no comments about how it went. But uh, I do enjoy seeing people playing from across the pond, and you guys have mad props and respect. That is... Uh, you know, that's really awesome. So, um, you guys take a look at, a, at an interesting article, too, on the on the Marvel Dice Masters page about if you find somebody who's a magic player and they're on the fence about playing uh, Dice Masters, it gives you a little bit of a, you know, here's how to talk to a magic player about what you really want to do. So, yeah. Denton, Texas. Madness Comics and Games. 
The next event, actually, they just had an event this week for month four. Month five OP is going to be October the 11th and October the 25th. Today, in also in Texas, Bedford, Texas, Generation X Comics and Games, month five OP is happening right there. We've got a group trying to form in New York City. Get a rope. Ben Hawthorne is the guy trying to make a go of it up there. If you guys take a look at um, BGG and see what he's got. Organized play in Pasadena, California. Doesn't really um, have much. It has a link to the Dice Masters tournament page. It looks like seven people or eight people went. And it was pretty good at Game Empire Pasadena. That's at 1795 East Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena. I'm sure that they will be creating another event here really soon for the next month's OP. So that is Pasadena, California. Overland Park, Kansas. They had a month four tournament that just happened last weekend as well. Pre-built. And it happens... Uh, it happened on the 28th, so I imagine toward the end of October they'll be doing another one as well. It's at Tabletop Game and Hobby, 6990 West 105th Street in Overland Park, Kansas. And of course, with any luck, by the time they have their next OP, we'll see the Uncanny X-Men come out. Yeah. Mentor Ohio! Also had one last week, so I'm hoping that... They will have one next next uh, month as well. They have a Facebook page up. If you guys hit it off BGG and link over to the Facebook page, Great Lakes Game Emporium is where this one will be. Louisville, Texas, Thursday night open play. They this game store does not have any OP kits, but there's a Thursday night every every Thursday. Everybody gets a pack of that sort of kind of thing just for showing up, and. Uh, a booster pack, that is, and sometimes they do different things with it. I've gone there a couple of times. It's a it's a little shop, but it is uh, it's nice. And uh, Thursday night, seven o'clock. That is on uh, Main Street and Valley Parkway in Louisville, Texas. We want to celebrate the first ever Dice Masters tournament being held at Bel Air Games. I'm not entirely sure where Bel Air Games is. I'm thinking Bel Air, California, but you guys check it out. I'm sure they'll be having more. Brisbane, Australia. Yeah. How about yeah? What am I doing? It's a Canada? No. Good day. That's what it should be. Roman Sandal. Trying to get together groups for Brisbane, Australia. You guys find him on Board Game Geek. Lots of other... Cupertino, California, San Diego, California. A lot of people trying to get groups together right now. Calgary, Alberta, Central Florida, Montreal, Houston, Texas, Fort Collins, Colorado, Munich. Ah, das ist Munich, Munchen. All right, Washington, D.C. All right, now we're getting back into, like, June, July, August, and all those. I don't know if they're being followed up on or not. But the idea here is that there are events popping up everywhere. And if you know of any events, email us. Email me, gmdave at d20radio.com. If you guys would like your event mentioned right here on this podcast, I will do it because I'm all about the game. 
I, I pissed a game shop owner off the other day because I was in his store. He had no product whatsoever. Somebody was looking for Dice Masters, and I said, hey, this other store has it down the road. And the guy was like, hey, what are you doing advertising for another store? And I turn around, and I was kind of a douche. And I turn around, and I said, dude, you're not going to get any product anytime soon. It's a $15 game. He wants to play. The shop's five miles down the road, and I know they have six or seven starter kits that they just got. So give it a rest. And at the end, we wound up making up and, you know, and saying, hey, he was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry. And yeah. And Taylor Swift started playing in the background and it was just, it was awkward, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Anyway, that's about it from our, uh, this week in Dice Masters. You'll see us again next week. This is October 1st, by the way. Next week, I don't know if it's going to be in the middle of the week or what, but uh, we will try to get another show up. I will try to get a co-host on here, and we will try to get up on iTunes and approved and get the blog all settled and everything else, and so you can find us. Again, email gmdave at d20radio.com. Find us on our blog, twid dot d20 radio.com that's this week in dice masters twid twid dot d20 radio.com and you'll find everything that's fit to print right there on the blog in any event you guys we're happy and we're sad all at the same time but yeah you know we're happy we're we're, we're just we're happy so with that We will talk to you guys later on, and next week we'll have more stuff for you on This Week in Dice Masters. We are at war. We need a team. Let's do a head count here. We have a host.